0: Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And And this this is Stay Stay on on Target.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are coming at you from a different day. A different day. I was about to say, like, are we coming at you from the DC fandom? Because that was, like, weeks ago. That would be amazing if we were. But no. We're
0: here! Uh, in the in the dome. Like they vacated. The we moved in. You know? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Giant
1: reverb. The dome. Um, and uh and we're gonna talk about the reason we're on a different day. Well, lots of reasons, there's, but the, there's so like, many reasons. So many reasons. We won't go into all of them, but no. the one that is relevant to this podcast That's right. is uh, we're reviewing Tenant,
0: dude. This is the first like official, like actual movie review in a, in, in a hot minute. Oh my you know?
1: goodness! Such a long time. So Josh, uh, Josh Fulton, Fultron is going to be joining me for that one a little bit later. It's awesome. And uh, man, I'm super pumped for this,
0: dude. Uh, what's funny is like we're recording this section of the podcast before you've seen it, but yeah. how's the movie, Chris?
1: Oh, I'm sure it was fantastic. <laughs> so um, you know, everyone should probably go see it. And, uh, unless the later segment leaks liar of me right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I would say, you know, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, this is one of, uh, this is a classic Christopher Nolan kind <laughs> of, uh, movie. That and, classic
0: Chris, Chris Nolan.
1: Uh-huh. And, um, I, I'm going to say, uh, there's some kind of twist in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I'm going to say that, uh, it's maybe one of his – it will one day be a classic. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, like his uh, movies, but,
0: like, while they all play kind of like a little bit with time and they all do like stuff with like perception and that sort of thing, it's a uh, so interesting like how the genres go. What's your favorite thing, one he's, so he's,
1: far? He's, he's due for – well, I mean, obviously Inception. He's due for oh, – really? That's obvious, yeah, he's, man. Mine's he's,
0: Prestige. He's, he,
1: <laughs> oh no, he's uh, he's due for another like Inception level kind of like movie here mm-hmm. because that was ten years ago. We talked mm-hmm. about this in our in our decade review or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year and um, or end of last year. Yeah, and uh, so we need um, we need to start off this decade with another one that will define the ne- like ten years from now, John. I want to be looking back at Tenet saying, "Man, that was the best movie of the decade."
0: I mean, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. I also think, like, you know, this one's, like, it's interesting, like, the time that it's coming out because it's, like, there's limited, limited number of, of, of you know, t- tickets are gonna, going to be sold for this thing. So it's, like, I'm, I'm curious to see how it does box office-wise. I'm curious to see how it does once it hits um like video on demand and stuff like that like if if we see more people like waiting for that time like months from now or whenever that'll be um you know so i'm interested just to see like how how it all plays out because like releasing it you know he's been very very insistent on like i want to be the first big movie back you know Um, i don't know if he said
1: uh, yeah he's he's just insistent on releasing in theaters right it wasn't really the first movie back
0: well, even like whenever theaters like were supposed to like where it's like, oh, you know, they might open up at the end of July. He was like, I, th- then I'm going to be at the end of July, you know, and then then, you know, like he very much like pushed for those those dates and that sort of thing. Um, so anyway, it's just interesting. Like this is a a, a a interesting movie to have, like right at the the reopening of all of these like theater chains and theaters and stuff. So I'm 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 interested uh, both in the movie because I'm very excited to see it at some point Um But then I'm also interested to see how everything does in theaters as well as on the on-demand stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, mean, it'll obviously be like you know the we can open box offices will not be the same, but like there's no way they can be correct right now with the restrictions in place. And so, um, but I mean, I don't think it's going to hurt the film any. Like I I think I still think that people who are going to go to theaters and see it will still go to the theater and see it, and uh, that uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's the thing is like I probably won't see it in theaters, and I would have seen it in theaters like to begin with. But you know, it's just like you know, it's just it's just one of those things that, like you said, like with all the like restrictions as far as like just limiting the n- pure number of tickets that are sold perth showing, it's like it'll just take longer to potentially make the same amount of money. You're you're probably right yeah. there. That's that's probably a a good a good estimate.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit later in the show. But first, uh, we're gonna talk about some news. Uh, and before that, John, what have you been up to this week?
0: Man, so, big thing happened, Chris. Mm. The uh, A couple weeks ago, there was a sale on the Nintendo eShop that had the Star Wars pinball in it. And I was like, oh man, I've heard that this is a great game and you can play it vertically. So like a pinball machine, like it's... it's video game pinball machines in widescreen have always baffled me because it's like they're they're not... In widescreen like they're they're vertical, you know, it's like that's just by the very nature In order to like get the full kind of video game experience of a pinball table You almost have to turn your TV like on its side or whatever and uh, but this is a video game that you can get on switch that you can play vertically and I know of new of a thing called the flip grip which actually allows you to slide your joy cons in and basically have like this vertical console um of your nintendo switch and so i bought the game because it was on sale and i bought the flip grip because it was only 12 bucks on fan gamer and uh and i texted you about it and i was just like i'm gonna this this is this is happening and dude that's a fantastic i love playing pinball on my switch now it's so awesome um that's awesome the, uh, there are lots of tables like this, the game has like so many different tables I think it said like f- 14 or 17 or something. there's a lot of tables um, my favorite one so far there's two two ones that stand out to me like stood out to me as you go through like the campaign because like they have the campaign where it has like different challenge modes and kind of it walks you through a bunch of the different tables um, over the course of different challenges like oh here's a five minute challenge so you've infinite balls but it's like it's so it's five minutes you know and so you can kind of learn the tables figure out get a feel for what's what's out there on the on the thing but my favorite one is the uh, the rebel one because like there's all these different challenges like you can start missions with each of the characters and each each mission has to do with like something with the character where it's like Sabine you're trying to like uh, throw these paint bombs across the table and obviously like because this is a video game pinball it's it's like it looks like a physical table but there are these like enhancements where like the characters like 3d models of, of Ezra and uh, Kanan will run out there or the Inquisitor like comes out there to challenge you at one point and uh, and uh, so like it's, it's super cool cool to, to see the, vi- like, the merging of the video game effects with a physical kind of designed table um, with bumpers and flippers and all that sort of thing. So um, that one's probably my favorite one because of, of all the different missions. And they have the actual, like, voice actors and, and, and things from the actual show. Like, they've pulled out a bunch of, a bunch of clips from the show and, uh, and use them in the table, which is really cool. Um, the other one that I really like is the, uh, there's, like, an X-Wing fighter um, table, and uh, that table like is really cool because you again, there's a lot of missions and stuff, but it's very um, almost. <sighs> I, how do I put it? It, it? Like you go into different mini games within the pinball table, like where like you can fly like a, uh, an X wing fighter, like left and right with the flippers and you shoot with the, with the fire button or with the, the, the fire. Yeah. I guess it's just the fire button. They fire the ball up the thing. Um, and so like you're flying around and taking out X or tie fighters like from this X wing. And so like, there's a lot of these different like mini games that merge, like I said, the two kind of video game and physical pinball kind of genres together in really unique and cool, ways um to where like at the end of the day i'm just like man i want to see all of the missions that this table has to offer and see if i can unlock like the final mission like if you do all of the missions within one um play you can unlock the final mission and, and face down against you know the final bad guy or whatever so um that's really cool i uh i've been very much enjoying the vertical play on the uh, on the the switch
1: that's yeah, awesome yeah i mean I, I mean I love uh pinball games, and I have for a while I've talked about it on the show before and uh but this is the first time I've been able to play them vertically, and it's really really cool i uh, I really enjoy it i got I got the same thing yeah, yeah. I like you uh um it's definitely a if you're playing pinball on your switch, I would say it's a must buy
0: yeah. I mean, it's only like twelve bucks. The flip grip was like twelve bucks or something like that. So like with like two dollars shipping or something, uh, and and so it was like it was kind of like oh man, of course I'm going to do that because like there's some other games like Ikaruga and stuff like that, like other pinball games even. Um, Like I think Pinball FX has uh, has a a i don't know a game like app or whatever like you can buy different tables through uh through their their game on the e-shop so um i'm very excited uh about the flip grip man it's been it's been fun to just kind of chill out zone out and uh, listen to a podcast while i'm playing some pinball
1: yeah i agree i agree that's really all i've been up to like new this week um and uh so like everybody should definitely uh check that out is that is that flipgrip new so or is it, it like it was kickstarted
0: a long time ago right and then like after the kickstarting uh happened they like manufactured it and then they like went into normal retail and selling our are, are like uh, doing it through Fangamer Like Fangamer was like hey yeah we'll sell that on our store For you and so like I think it's Relatively new in the In the sense that like unless you Kickstarted it it was hard to get before um, mm-hmm. And like so it's like it's More recent that it's like widely Available that Fangamer you can just go on Fangamer.com And like look for the Flipgrip Buy the Flipgrip so um, especially like Because it's like super reasonably priced I, like Half part of me like half expected to like look this thing up And be like it's gonna be like $30 Or something you know um, some proprietary piece of plastic um but it's like super reasonably priced and and, uh and and but i think it's like now it's widely available for everyone
1: cool that's awesome uh all right well john we have a ton of news to talk about so let's talk about the news the news news, john the news we talked about it last episode a little bit but the uh, DC FanDome happened last weekend Yeah. and there was so I mean honestly there was so much news that came out of that it was uh, hard to keep track I loved it I, it was kinda, it was better than better than um like what I think I, honestly I, I wish I think companies need to start doing this yeah. because it was better than like what DC would normally do at like Comic-Con mm-hmm. it was it was on the level of like E3 kind of stuff coming out yeah. of there Um, and they talked about like everything that has to do with DC. And
0: that's the thing like that. I loved like it wasn't like, it's like Warner brothers has a lot of different properties or whatever. And so, but it was very focused on, on one kind of thing. So like if you like DC, comics or dc uh anything like you're gonna you're gonna like something in here um where it's like if if you aren't a dc person guess what you just don't pay attention and it's fine um whereas like i think like so many times like it feels like with e3 like there or with a lot of big things like this or or especially this year because like there's a lot of these digital events and a lot of these like oh it's an all-week thing like right now Gamescom is happening and stuff like that and it's just like there's so much variety of things that i just don't I don't pay attention to any of it almost while it happens. And I like pick it up after the fact and go, okay, which things do I care about? Um, But this, it was like, while it was happening, I was kind of like, kind of like just like, oh man, there's this big piece of thing. Oh man, there's this big piece of news. And it was like 12 hours long or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And so, but it's like, because I'm very invested in like, I really like Batman. I really like the DC properties. I really like all of these things. um, It was easy for me to be like, able to pay attention to that. Whereas like with so many of the other events, it's like hours will go by or days even where it's like, I don't care about a single announcement. So why would I pay attention to more of this? You know?
1: Yeah, totally. So I wanted to go through some of the announcements that they, um, not all of them, like, cause some of them were, were pretty like deep cuts. Sure. Uh, but, uh, these are the big ones. So on the, let's start with video games on the game side.
0: Yeah.
1: It had already been, uh, teased or, but Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, the trailer was revealed for that, along with the information that this is a direct sequel to the Arkham series of games.
0: Yeah. Which is fascinating, man. Like, that is that in and of itself alone is like, it, it makes me feel like, man, I have to play this thing. And it's like, I was going to oh, play totally. it anyway, because like it just looks, looks fun and fantastic and ridiculous. Um And uh, I thought the tone was very like struck incredibly well uh, for me, like as far as like the Suicide Squad goes, Um, the characters were really good, like to the point where like these aren't like Harley Quinn, for example, Like we've seen lots of Harley Quinn uh, versions, whether it's the animated series, like the original, or whether it's like, you know, the movie uh, version. Um, And then but this version, like is a little bit different, but this felt so much more true to that character like they've been very consistent with like these characters whereas like i felt like with like after the marvel reveal for instance like the marvel avengers reveal it felt like so much of that was just like man this doesn't feel like thor you know this doesn't that doesn't feel like you know uh, uh, uh black widow but like these characters felt like their equivalents from the comics and the movies and stuff you know just because like just the way that they were portrayed and written and stuff
1: yeah, the the cool thing is it's going to be a. It can be, this game can be played solo or cooperatively with up to four players. And if you play solo, you can switch between uh, the characters in the Justice League or sorry in um, the Suicide Squad at will. Yeah, and so you have Harley uh, Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, and King Shark. Um, well,
0: I love the idea of of that. Like even like if you're playing solo, because um, at first I was like, oh, it's multiplayer. That's kind of a bummer because like what happens? But being able to switch on the fly. Um, opens up some really cool possibilities for like puzzle solving and stuff um if they go that route of it
1: yeah totally i don't know if they're gonna like who knows like maybe they will i mean that would be pretty cool i'd honestly like rather uh i love puzzle games um i would rather Ah, man i'd almost rather like to me it's frustrating. it's going to be frustrating if they do that mm. and i am playing solo and i have to figure out which one of these four characters i have to do certain things with interesting um, i hate doing things where you like, have to like get with this p- per- this person in here and this person here now like if it were playing like cooperatively and like different sure. people are doing different things love that stuff yeah, like yeah. that's what makes cooperative play fun mm. um it-, it it honestly makes me be like okay what if that's the case then it makes you feel like, well, this game was actually designed for cooperative play, and they're just kind of shoehorning in this solo mode or ability to do it solo.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, after
1: the fact. Mm,
0: interesting. It'll be it'll be uh, fascinating to see how that goes, like how that plays out, and what the balance is on that line.
1: Yeah, but I am like, so the interesting thing to me is that this is this is the uh, this is the sequel to, and we'll get to the, the other game in a second, but that this is the sequel to Arkham. Um, uh, We had some character switching in the Arkham games, but it was always like, "Hey, you know, now you're Nightwing, and you need to go do this mission." Sure. Um, And even in the like the expansions, where like you play as Harley Quinn, Mm. like the DLC, Mm -hmm. it was like this was the Harley Quinn DLC, Mm -hmm. not. you know, switching between Batman and uh, Batgirl or, you know, any of the things, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. It wasn't like combining like, oh, the gameplay of Harley with Batman. It was right. like Harley had her own gameplay, Catwoman had or, or her own gameplay, and yeah. Batman had his own gameplay.
1: And the thing that, like, I think that you just kind of run the risk of whenever you do something like this is you run the risk of all the characters feeling like they're the same. Mm. Or like whenever you're switching between characters like that, because you need like their control schemes have to be uh, similar enough so that whenever you switch between them, you're not confused. Sure. Um, and so then, then it's like, okay, well, what, what actually differentiates these uh, characters from each other um and so we'll see I mean, I mean this is still early it's not coming out until 2000 what two twenty one?
0: yeah I, I mean i think 2022 is this one um i think was 2021 was the other one yeah so it's like next year is
1: uh no this is the oh wait, wait hang on Gotham Gotham Nights, yeah.
0: and then this is 2022 probably
1: yeah let me let me see here i lost my place here because i moved on yeah 2022 which man sheesh come on guys <laughs> Dude, like it's I been, just it's play been this so now. long
0: since, since this this uh, developer in particular has put out a game. Rocksteady, yeah, yeah. It's like been so long, so that baffles me a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that um, it's taken this long to like to make this game, and it's like maybe that's because it's going to be amazing, but like it's also did we switch I mean, games I- like four times?
1: Well I, well, I saw like, uh, Jason Schreier, uh, had some tweets whenever this was announced and like, at some point they lost their creative director mm. and like, there were some, there were some definite shakeups that happened in the studio. And so like, you know, I, I mean, it's hard to, you know, if you get rid of your person with a vision to keep, sure. you know, driving that forward. And so who knows what this was or has been over the years, but this is what it is now. And it looks really cool. Yeah. Be ready in a couple of years, hopefully. And, uh. Yeah.
0: In the meantime, Chris, the next announcement that we have is the Gotham Knights. Uh, and we had like an extended gameplay, uh, like seven minutes of gameplay for this thing. Yeah. Um, and this one almost looks more traditionally like the gameplay of Arkham.
1: Yeah. See, like what was funny was whenever, this, whenever they showed this, this is the game that made it look like this was the sequel to the Arkham games. Sure. But it's, but it's not. Like they've even confirmed since then, this is not a sequel. A direct sequel to the Arkham games,
0: right? And it's not even in the same like universe uh, for a well, lot of it's reasons. Like
1: a, it's like an offshoot, yeah. Like it's it's kind of like in the same universe, but it's like a different timeline. Basically, right. is yes. what they said.
0: Yes, that's what it is. That's, it's a distinct clarification <laughs> in in comic books.
1: Right, and it's weird. So it's like uh, so. Uh, reportedly, Batman is dead. Um, you're gonna you play as Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Red Hood. You can play it solo or two player on online, mm. which is which is weird. They've all they've also alluded to the fact that this could possibly be um, a like perpetual kind of game, like a live don't, game. I don't, yeah, I don't know if that means like kind of like a destiny kind of thing, or if they'll have like you know those weird uh, timed missions in Assassin's Creed.
0: Yeah, or or even like I'm thinking like potentially like Hitman or something like that where like Hitman the uh 2016 or whatever like they updated that game for like 3 years with additional different missions. Episodes. Yeah, every yeah. like month or so they had like four different new missions potentially on the same locations but like with new areas opened up and new paths that you could take. Um yeah. So, yeah, I mean like I'm not sure what that means exactly cuz yeah, like it being a live game. Like I never really like looked at any of the Arkham games um and went oh you know what this needs a live component that like is ongoing
1: yeah uh, each character... I'm reading from an IGN article now. Each character will have their own set of abilities, such as Robin's ability to teleport short distances in combat using the Justice League's satellite or Batgirl's mini martial arts styles. Besides a plethora of Gotham goons, we got a glimpse of, glimpse of Mr. Freeze attempting to encase Gotham thi- City in ice, as well as a short fight involving Batgirl and Robin. So like, whenever I, we watch this gameplay, it feels a lot more like there's going to be uh, specific um, abilities mm-hmm. to each character... A little more and maybe they just haven't fleshed it out with the suicide squad stuff, but this actually felt i mean i I saw, saw this, and I'm like, I want to play this game,
0: yeah, I agree, like and that's the thing like whenever they swapped over like from from back or while it was like, oh man, she has these awesome abilities that like but it's for the most part it's like it's like Batman, but enhanced uh gameplay, yeah um, and then she like you swap over to uh Robin, and it's like, oh my gosh, like this is drastically different um. In, in in a lot of ways, and so like that made me excited to to try it out and be like, okay, which one can we get a feel for? I like the fact that it's two player because that kind of more focuses the experience, um, but also allows for co op. Um, yeah, on that front.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be it's I think it's gonna be interesting and fun to see what the introduction of both two player and then four player co op has on. The Arkham kind of style gameplay. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I think it'll be really fun. Like, like, yeah. a few, like, it's just. And I think like the reason I could definitely see why. Like, okay, right now, whenever this game, I would assume that Gotham Knights is going to be on uh, previous gen consoles, mm. where like maybe maybe they can handle uh, two players, but they can't handle like because like if you have four players running around, you need a ton of enemies fascinating t- for you all to fight you know what i mean yep yep if you're all in this big arena sh- punching and fighting and flipping and stuff like that you just <laughs> need so many enemies to make it even feel like each yeah. person is and so uh i could see how like maybe the justice league game is only next gen consoles and this is like cross gen right now hmm. um we'll see but like that's that's to me like i was because i was like why isn't it four player two that's the only yeah. thing i could really even think yeah. of
0: I mean, and the other thing about, like, the two-player thing that I thought was interesting that they mentioned um, was, like, how leveling will work. Because they mentioned leveling up. Like, that, that they made a specific point in the gameplay to say that, that at different times and whenever you face uh, an enemy at different levels, they will scale with you. So a Mr. Freeze at level 15 is going to be drastically different than a Mr. Freeze at level 5. So I was thinking, like, how does that work? Like, is that, like, you're coming into my game as a level 15 and I'm a level 5, and so it, like, scales scales somehow? um, Scales you down to me or scales me up to you or, like... I don't know, like that That confused me a little bit. The fact that they specifically in the gameplay called out level scaling with the enemies where I was like, are you going to be replaying the same missions like multiple times a la Destiny, live games as service type of a thing? I don't know. It's just, it, it was fascinating that they mentioned that as a call out.
1: Yeah, I know. And that's the thing that made this feel like, uh, again, that made people think, hey, maybe this is this some kind of like online persistent world where we're going to, you know, continue to level up. We'll have different, you know, DLC drops, that kind of thing. Who knows, man? Yeah. Uh, this is what's come out next year, so we'll see. The, the The piece that's the most intriguing to me, though, is that they teased the uh, Court of Owls. Dude. And so if anyone's read that series of of Batman comics, which is fantastic, you mm-hmm. should. Um man like this is uh this is exciting,
0: yeah, I mean that's one of like the best like I would say Batman mm-hmm. stories that we've had in the last probably five, ten years, something like that you yeah know, it's it's it's, it's, it's yeah. top top level kind of Batman, and I'm so excited to see that be in a video game form, like I feel like there are so many options as far as like the bosses and the enemies and the variety of gameplay and stuff. So, and I honestly like, it would be cool to have even that in a, uh, a a live kind of a a service uh, type of a game. Cause it's like, Oh, like we've developed like a brand new enemy type that you can fight. Uh, It's a new talent or whatever. So um, that would be very exciting to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, Moving on to movie news. um, There was a new uh, Wonder Woman trailer, which is cool. It was very cool. Um, I mean, I can't wait. For, I'm. I'm. I, honestly, I've seen enough. It's, it's, I'm at that point with this movie where I'm like, I've seen enough of this movie. I just want to see the actual movie now. Correct. Um. So, uh, you watch that or not? It doesn't give you like a ton. Like you know, if you're not already sold, you probably won't be. Right. Um. The, <laughs> the Suicide Squad directed by James Gunn. Um they have their full cast reveal. So it that was pretty cool. They yeah, kind of like a long, show each it was character like a long
0: trailer of just like basically one shot like it's like, "Oh, here's a cool comic book pose of the character" and then the, yeah. the name and the actor. And it was like it just kept going and I was like, "This is amazing."
1: Yeah. Uh, which is I mean, I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to handle I mean, James Agreed. Gunn handled Guardians of the Galaxy well, but it wasn't at all close to this many characters, right? He had like what seven main characters at the mm,
0: most, you know, possibly, if you consider yeah. like if you consider like some of the side characters as main characters.
1: Yeah, this is like twenty-two people or something like that. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh Here's the list right now. From uh, this is from the IGN article: Idris Elba is Bloodsport, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn, John Cena as Peacemaker, Viola da- Davis as Amanda Waller, Jay Courtney as Captain Boomerang, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag. David Daschmalchen is a uh, polka dot man. I don't even, who know. is polka dot man. I don't know <laughs> Dude, who polka dot man is. Cuts.
0: What's really funny is James Gunn, like, has been interacting and stuff like with a bunch of like different comic book writers and things like that on 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 social media and everything. And like he'll like pull out like these weird, like really obscure kind of references, and people will be like, "I can't believe this character that I wrote way back when is like in this movie." And he's like, "Yeah, I <laughs> love that run," you know. And it's like, "Oh my
1: gosh!" So, <laughs> I know. Um, flu Laborg. Sorry, there's a fly like it's just like going crazy all over me right now. Flu Laborg is Javelin, Nathan Fillion is TDK, Peter Capaldi is the Thinker, Pete Davidson is Blackguard, Alice Brega is Sol Soraya. I don't know who that is. Um, uh, mailing ng as Mongal Michael Rooker as Savant, Storm Reed as Tyla is Bloodsport's daughter. It says. Um, Jennifer Holland as Amelia Harcourt. Don't know who that is. And Juan Diego Bato as Luna. These characters, man.
0: These characters, but I mean, you know, King Shark. That's going to be...
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: Because <laughs> he's a shark.
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> so there's that we also got more details about the Snyder cut and, in, uh, in a trailer for the Snyder cut. That looks yeah. really cool. Um, dude, I'm so excited for this.
0: See, like the thing is like, the more I hear about this, the more I'm like, man, I'm, I, I am, I'm interested in this. I excited might be the wrong, <laughs> like, the wrong word, but like interested because like, I feel like
1: at the, at the worst case scenario, this is going to be like a beautiful train wreck. You know, I don't think it's gonna be, I mean, I, uh, per, honestly, I mean, because well, like, how can it get worse than it was? I mean, that's. Honest. I don't think it, it can. You're right.
0: You're right. You're right. And
1: and it's gonna be interesting to see. Like, they're gonna release it. This is the the things that they release. Like, they're gonna release it in four parts. Yeah. That's but there's cool. also gonna be a a version that is like a, a, a all one cut. Um. And so like knowing knowing the way that um. HBO does stuff, so the four cuts will probably be between 45 to 55 minutes, somewhere in there. So this will probably end up being like a three-and-a-half-hour movie, which honestly is kind of just like that's on par for, you know, a, a Hobbit or a mm-hmm. uh, Lord of the Rings extended edition. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it's better. Like, the things that we're seeing are better, like, than... What we saw, sure. we I mean, were seeing Superman in his black outfit, which is awesome. That's what he had when he actually came back, you know, in the comics. Um, like, you know, a lot of the enemies still look the same for sure. But, like, I didn't have, ever have a problem with that. I right. had a problem with how they were set up and portrayed and that type of thing. And I do think, um, like,
0: if you take the story of, like, what what happened with the Justice League, like, in that movie, and, like took the time to expand on each of the like story beats or whatever it's like it could be delivered in a much better way and so like you know the fact that it's just like okay let's take and make this an extended cut of the movie um that appeals to me um because it's like okay yeah. well we're gonna have like an hour and a half of extra footage or like an hour of extra footage um so that'll help a little bit and um, i need to go
1: back and listen to our our review that we did on it but like the the major problems I, were, I remember us having were just like tonally it just felt off the entire time
0: i mean i think i remember literally saying that it definitely felt like a movie that was started by one director and yeah. finished like started by zach snyder and finished by joss whedon like it felt totally. exactly like that Sounds, which and, is not which great. is not great, you know. Um, you either want one or the other, not like, yeah. "Hey, finish my movie." Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, like, I'm again, like, I'm very interested in how this happens. i Excited might be a little bit too far, but you know, I'm I'm not like down on it by any means. I'm just yeah. like, "Hey, I'm," you know, "I'm just." How is I'm this going to turn out, man?
1: Well, I'm pumped. Like, the, I think I'm pumped for a couple of reasons. One. I'm excited uh that we finally maybe can redeem this this movie and actually get a even if it's halfway decent like okay let then, then then I'd actually watch it. I also like I hated the way that it kind of like it kind of destroyed what um DC was wanting to do with mm. their uh universe and I'm not saying every single DC movie needs to connect. Uh but it would still be nice to have a a version or a line of movies that do connect, and we still have them. Like Wonder Woman is still in that in that universe. The yeah. Flash is going to be in that universe. Aquaman, um, Aquaman, you know. And see, I think Flash, like, so in my mind,
0: Flash is going to be the one that like bridges all of the universes.
1: Yeah, I mean that's just a cop out cheat, though. I mean, like, but if, it's going to happen. They use Flashpoint to do it. I mean, totally. I get it. Like, and, and they're going to do it. I'm just saying that that's not the way. I still want that time. I, I, I still want this timeline to exist. You know what right, I mean? Right um because i really like Henry Cavill as Superman i like Dude, he's amazing. uh Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman She's amazing. I, I even like um you know i think you know the movie was a little long and a little kind of like obtuse but Jason Momoa as uh, Aquaman i feel like he's
0: kind of perfect for that role
1: <laughs> yeah we haven't I mean, we have yet to see the flash but i think he's you know like hopefully they can pull that off like i like the the things that are i even love i like i liked seeing Ben Affleck and wanted to kind of explore what a Ben Affleck older version of Batman looked like at one point he's going to be in the flash, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, I feel like
0: Robert Pattinson's probably going to be in there as well. So like, you know,
1: possibly, I mean, we know that we know for sure that Keaton and, um, and Affleck are both going to be in there. That's who we know. I mean, I would love to see Christian Bale for that. If that's, you know, as far as that's concerned. Right, Right. Um, and so, anyway, hopefully, like, what I what I hope is, like, this kind of, like, brings some, some positive vibes back to this version of the universe, and we can still explore it. Maybe they've learned their lessons for trying to move too fast and push everyone together too fast. But let's just, like, let's not trash the whole thing just because we had a train wreck of one movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it was like, it was more than just a train wreck of one movie. It was like the negative reception on Batman versus Superman for a lot of folks. And then it was just like, I mean, Wonder Woman did so well, but then, um, you know, then it was just Justice League. So I think it's like, I think specifically things like cooled off on the uh Zack Snyder vision for that universe like where it's like oh well let's like let's bring out you know more of these other things within that universe whether it's like the well Wonder and I don't even Aquaman
1: and this is the thing I don't even know that it was necessarily Zack Snyder's specific vision because uh, I, I know that for a fact it was the studio pushing them to get all these characters in these movies right right and that and that those are the some of the biggest complaints about Batman versus Superman is that like okay why in the world is Wonder Woman in there why was you know flash in there you know it's just like it it felt weird and odd trying to do what they were trying to do with the universe and hopefully they've learned their lessons with that
0: sure i mean and that yeah i mean i Definitely, um, and I again like I'm I like a lot of what they've got going on, and just because like you have like a couple of okay movies and like a bad movie um, doesn't mean that you need to like just hit the reset button or anything. Right, I do think right. like there are elements in, in comic books, and especially specifically DC, allows you to do this, you know, with the source material, but like allows you to like slip in a new Batman, um, and like that's okay, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, we'll find a way to make If
1: if you compare it to the Marvel universe, you know, like I mean. The original Thor wasn't great, you know, like, and, and uh, what, I mean, there were, I mean, I didn't, Iron Man 3 didn't do super well, like, but because they did things kind of right and didn't try to rush things, those movies that didn't perform unbelievably well, Mm -hmm. it didn't matter. Like, it was like, okay, cool, whatever, we'll move on and move on to the next one. Were versus, like, it was really just the way they approached it, the fact that they had mm-hmm. a bad movie that kind of tanked things, and yeah. you know, Warner Brothers got all scared.
0: Well, yeah, and that was, like, their high, like, that was supposed to be like their biggest budget movie, like, that was supposed right. to be, the, like, the one that, like, comes out and, like,
1: blows all the doors of their version of open. the Avengers.
0: Right, and, like, just that particular one being the way it was and being received the way it was is, like, hmm. It just,
1: well, and that's why, and yeah. that's why I'm, like, okay, if he's passionate about going back and fixing the worst one, that'd be, like, someone going back and, like, hey, we are going to fix episode two of star Wars and, and like, we're going to make sure that like this isn't, this isn't corny and cheesy. And like, we actually kind of like, and you know, it'd be like, it'd be like somebody doing that and be like, Hey, we're going to fix it because we overall story were invested in it, but that we know the, that there were things that needed to be fixed. And sure.
0: so, yeah, I mean, you and, know. and, and we'll, we'll, you know, I want to see how this does and then what they do moving forward to like beyond this. Like if, if they do like, you know, because like you said, with the Flash movie that's coming out, like that's going to be in that universe. One Room is obviously in that universe. And so like they're continuing it. And it's just like, how do they tie everything together? How do they slot in like the new Batman, that sort of thing, which yeah, um, I'm excited to chat about that that with you a little bit. So, um, but All right, and, like, well, how does it go? More, you know, one more here?
1: before that. Uh, so then Aquaman, wait, no, not Aquaman, Black Adam. We saw, um, Dude. basically a voiceover with The Rock talking about Black Adam and what he is. And, uh, I mean, just, it just kind of, it was just a vibe piece, but it looked really cool.
0: Yeah. It was, it was it was almost like, uh, like, Hey, let's put together some sort of like a, uh a, a motion graphic comic, you know, of yeah. like with a voiceover. Um, and, uh, I'm very, very, down. I always, I mean, The Rock is, is awesome. And, um, yeah his voice like voiceover i was just like sold in from the beginning you know i was like this is this is great Well, oh, and so. that's the thing
1: is he supposed to be in that version of the universe
0: so yes <laughs> he is shazam obviously is right yeah yeah no he totally is supposed to be in that universe in the universe but i'm not sure like in this like because like he's against the jsa um the justice society of america and like so like which that, doesn't exist right which now which doesn't exist in this universe right and so like that kind of like Wait, blows, did he say that? Blows my mind. Or is that
1: just what he is in the comics?
0: Mm, I want to say that that's what, like, officially he was, like, that they talked about. Like, that he was going to face off against them. Huh.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. And that's December 2021, so, like, hopefully we start seeing, like, more about this.
1: Okay, okay, hang on. May, what if, what if Suicide Squad... Well we don't really know what Suicide Squad's doing, but what if Suicide Squad somehow like sets that up?
0: Mm. I mean, that would be interesting. Um, I also don't know if like, because Suicide Squad is a, uh, like James Gunn, like in James Gunn, like specifically like has a, has a, like this big vision for that. I don't know how much setting yeah. up for other movies they were. want to do. He did it well
1: with with the with, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I mean, he was for real, dude. He, yeah. he honestly helped flesh out more of like uh, Thanos's backstory than any other movie. Uh with For with sure. Nebula and, and Gamora. Um, yeah. Gamora. I mean, Yeah.
0: It's interesting. Yeah, that's an really interesting thought as well because like tonally um I could see that like like transferring over like to the JSA and to you know to that. So like interesting. Because also with the JSA, like you're getting um like the villain of the Wonder Woman movie, uh with what's mm-hmm. his name? Oh, I can't remember his name, man.
1: Ah um, uh, from the first movie? You know this movie. Like, so this movie, oh, this there's movie. There,
0: the villain from this movie, not Cheetah, the other one, the dude, uh, whatever
1: his uh, name is. Uh, I don't, oh, Maxwell Lord.
0: Yeah. So he's had some runs of, uh, of, of where he was, you know, against the JSA and stuff like that. So like, you know, right. it's, we could easily set up like within the next few movies, set up some sort of another crime fighting group. Um, That's true. So...
1: It'll be interesting for sure, but Uh, that way they wouldn't they they wouldn't have to they wouldn't have to rely on, you know, some of their heavy hitters like Henry Cavill and, you know, Ben Affleck like that.
0: Sure. Yeah. And the fascinating thing is like the rock being in a DC movie specifically as Black Adam has been a thing for so long like oh, years, literally dude. like 10 15 20 maybe years where it's like it that same movie like went through different like they've had a, a, like scripts before um, where it's like, hey, you know, you know, we've got a script for this thing, and then like, then they started doing the uh the, the joint universe stuff, and they scrapped that script, and now they have the, a new one. So it's like, this is gonna finally, hopefully, like in 2021, December 2021, come to fruition something that's been happening for 15 years, or that the Rock has
1: been wanting to do with DC for 15 you years. You know, I, I don't know. Has it been 15? I know, it'll probably probably 10, because Man of Steel came out what. When did Man of Steel come out? Because it was before that that it was like teased. Like right around then but like, it was like, but like Man of Shazam Steel has movie. come out since, since we've been doing this podcast. So True. we reviewed it.
0: You're right. You're right. So I might be extending that amount of time. So 10 years probably.
1: Yeah. Within the past 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Since yeah, the Christopher
0: yeah. Nolan kind of stuff wrapped like that's whenever yes. it probably would have started. So
1: Yes. Um, all right. The last movie we saw a trailer for The Batman uh, with um, uh, what? I can't remember his name right now. Robert Pattinson, and it looks amazing.
0: Dude, like, uh, this is this trailer in particular, like, there's so many things about it that I like as a Batman fan, and specifically a Batman like, year one mm-hmm. fan. Because um, Nolan kind of did that type of thing with Batman Begins, but it was kind of like, it was very kind of tonally it was different like where it's like oh this is a nolan movie rather than well, it, being and it was like more more like let's be dark and true to like right year one
1: is it was definitely there to help set up that you know nolan universe mm-hmm. versus uh telling a very like specific uh story about batman i think and, I, and he, you know obviously like i and this is the, one of the things we've talked about before i love seeing different takes on batman on on characters it's something that, like, you get with with that character specifically in films that we don't have with someone like, um, like even like James Bond. You don't you see you kind of see different takes, but mm-hmm. he's still the same character. Whereas like Batman, yeah. we've seen like a lot of different versions of him, and I I actually really like that.
0: Right, and yeah, they're, a lot of them are drastically different,
1: you know, and so yeah, I,
0: yeah that's really cool. I, that's very unique to that character. Like, I mean, that's and that's why like whenever people you know criticize like characters that it's like the first time you've seen them, I'm like, okay, I get it. This is the first time you've seen them, but hopefully, what happens is you see like 14 other versions of them, and like they're all going to be cool. So like I'm going to be like okay with uh you know the version of 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 Aquaman that you see for the first time or whatever on film, you know. So, yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Um, if, and if you haven't watched it, you should go watch that trailer. It's dude. just like really dark and brutal, and uh, dude, it's gonna be great.
0: The music in it is fa- like it's it's, it's oh, like yeah. it to- like sets it up so well. Like oh my gosh, like the the that whole thing. Like I'm very interested in what happens with that movie. I do think also, isn't there like a a prequel HBO Max series or something like that that happens during like it's it's about Gotham PD or something like that that happens during year one. And this, then that movie happens in in year two, basically of Batman, like around the year. Did mark. they
1: say that? I, don't, I haven't heard that.
0: I thought that that's what I heard, but don't you know? I, it wasn't in this like write up or anything like that. So I may be completely like just you know that could be just a theory that I read somewhere on on the. I universe. mean, I, I like
1: those kind of ideas. We've talked about that you know with like Marvel before, but. Um, yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, and even, like, Star Wars, where it's like, hey, you know, this, you know, this is in the same universe, and it's a TV series, so, like, that's all. Oh, wait, hang on. The Batman will
1: take place here in YouTube. Yeah, this is in that article. Reeves' Gotham PD prequel series will take place in year one. Crazy. Dude. (laughs) I'm into it. (laughs) Dang.
0: So, basically, like, hey, let's watch a, uh, let's watch a, a, a mini-series that, like, sets up this movie, and I'm like, man, this is, like... That's super cool. So year one, like of Batman. So for context, year one would be like people didn't think Batman existed, and he's just like working on the fringes. So if you're in Gotham PD during the year that Batman is operating, the first year that he's operating, but no one thinks that he exists, that would be very interesting.
1: <laughs> so what's crazy is Matt Reeves is is um, directing the Batman, mm-hmm. and he's he's either producing or like show he's running. Also... Hang on, hang on. Uh... The idea... So let's look at the Gotham PD thing. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The idea... Oh, wait. Of the story in which Gotham, which has, has this depth of corruption, and the idea that we could do a series that is going deeper into an aspect of it, which is, which in this case is the corrupt police department, the corrupt inner workings of the city, and the way we're going to do this series... Um, executive producer Terrace Winter is just an incredible writer, so the idea that we got him to do this... <laughs> is literally a dream. The idea is we go back to year one and year one is the beginning of the first emergence, the first appearance of this masked vigilante mm-hmm. that starts to unsettle the city and you can start to see the story through the point of view of these corrupt cops and one in particular and the story is actually a battle for his soul. He's a cop over generations and the history of corruption in Gotham is enormous and goes back many years and the story is like as you realize that there's a this myth building in the background you're actually in a new place where you've never seen these characters before. Some of them will touch on that you may have seen in the comics, but others are totally new. Then you can go down an avenue and go into detail that you couldn't do in a movie and to go into these rich places and meet entirely new characters that Terrence is going to create. Yeah. That is nuts. I
0: love that. I love it, dude. And the fact that, like, in year one, like, again, like, Everything was just a nightmare. Literally, in in Batman Year right. One, that comic, like, it follows like the two main characters of like of uh, of Bruce and Batman and um, Detective Gordon. And obviously, I don't think this is Detective Gordon because like it's not. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Um, right. But it, Gordon is portrayed as like literally the only non-corrupt cop. Um, right. And to the point where like th- you know like you know I guess mild spoilers for like a, a middle of that that book, but like he kind of like gets. G- like gets involved you know it gets gets um a little dirt on him like at one point and like they try to like hold that over his head and stuff and like you know that sort of thing so it's it's a uh like to say that we're doing a series of like a show based on that and then setting up this other big movie is just fascinating and amazing to me i love that idea
1: yeah that's super cool um all right that's the news All right, now it is time to review, what did we see? Tenet. Tenet. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, I'm now joined by, uh, please welcome to the stage, the well-known and illustrious, handsome, Mm. Josh Fulton. Hi, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we we braved the theaters. We did. uh, In the middle of a rainstorm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I literally sat in the theater with uh, wet clothes all night. Yep, uh, and watched *Tenant* last night. Yes, and um, so we're here to to finally review a movie. Probably our first, I don't even know. This may be our first movie review in all of. No, I take that back. Well, there were movies we went and saw in in, in February. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like uh, when when did uh, when did I think our last movie review was the uh, the Pixar movie with *The Brothers*. Oh, I didn't see that one. You never saw that one. Oh, not with you. I meant to mean, mean Stan oh, Okay. Targets. Yeah. 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 That was that was back in February, I think. Yeah, something like that. That sounds about right. Um, So, um, we'll do a spoiler-free. I guess it'll be real short. Yeah. And then we can do a spoiler section. Um, With a movie like this, I always like I'm always hesitant to talk a lot about it, but (laughs) um, I say go see it under one condition. Yeah. Knowing one thing. Yes. You cannot hear any of the dialogue in this movie. No. <laughs> and uh, you kind of need to yeah. in order to understand the plot. Yeah. it's. I mean, I thought,
2: because we've had audio issues at that theater before. Yeah, totally. But this was a Dolby theater. Yeah. Like, that is the last place you should have an audio problem. Right. And... Uh, and then I thought, dude, maybe my hearing is this bad. <laughs> maybe I'm just old. Like I was seriously having through the film, can like considering I need to go to the ear doctor, <laughs> and I might have to get hearing aids. And I'm like, <laughs> what does a 35 year old man look like with hearing aids? Uh, but no. So then at, after the movie, I I watched like a 20 minute long explainer video explaining. What this film is even about, and then uh, two people's reviews on it. All three of them said I couldn't hear anything in this film. Yeah, and it's like all the comments on YouTube on on YouTube videos
1: are are all saying the same thing. Um, yeah, I did the same thing after I left. I just kind of like looked up. I just I I think I searched tenant can't hear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, that's all anyone's talking about yeah. online. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it's. Um, if that's something that's important to you, I would, cause I was talking to you, we, our friend Brian, uh, yeah. at work who comes from the same background as you, an audio engineer, like yeah. has a degree in that kind of stuff. And he was like, that's kind of a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something that's very important to him. This is a yeah. guy that like, he has like the audiophile headphones at work, yes. you know, and like he's always listening to the music and, um, if that's if that's something that's important to you, totally. I would either a wait and see if they release a mat re-ma- like remastered audio for this mm-hmm. down the line, which I don't think is out of the question. Right. I think if enough people complain about it, being that this is one of the first films back yeah. in theaters, that they might actually like reissue a new uh, master audio, or wait till it comes out and watch it with subtitles. Like, right. if it's that important to you, like it it is kind of. I mean that is this movie has has some problems uh besides this but this is like one big huge thing that I think a lot of people need to know before going into this film 100%. It is one of the worst audio mixes I've ever experienced and I'm not somebody that really pays attention to that stuff. Yeah. But it is debilitating to your ability does that make sense? Yeah. Uh uh to actually comprehend
1: what's happening in the film. Yeah. And for such like a a heady film. Yeah. Like it's it's like what is the point then? Yeah. You know. What's what's baffling to me is that, like, we've had this issue, this is the third issue, like, audio issue we've had with understanding characters in Nolan movies. Yeah. First it was Bane, which I understand, like, he's in, he has this mask on and all that kind of stuff, but Dark Knight Rises, they ended up having to turn his vocals way up just because no one could understand him through the whole yeah. movie. In initial cuts, yeah. like, they ended up, like, they like, went out like that and they fixed it, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then I remember watching, you know, Interstellar and it's like, it's just like all you could hear was organ the entire yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And I remember not hearing a lot of the stuff in that movie too. Yeah. Um, but I watch them now on like, you know, my, on, on my uh, TV and granted it's not in like 7.1 or whatever. It's right. just like in stereo. But I don't feel like I have that issue with either one of those movies
2: at home. But I just I felt like in this film there was moments where they would be doing, you know, Nolan does a lot of these like expository kind of scenes where people are just talking and explaining things and they're just like walking down the street or something. But there would just be this music playing (laughs) or just like this ambient noise that was so overpowering. Totally. And everybody in this movie, except for the main character, has some kind of accent. And so it was just like on top of that, and then there's also plot reasons, a lot of people have to wear masks, mm-hmm. like these kind of gas mask things. Yeah. So you're getting this like muffled accent yeah. underneath ambient noise that's just like, dude, it's crazy. It's
1: maddening. Yeah. 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 So with that caveat, <laughs> know that I would say still say go see this movie. Yeah. If I mean just on based on this on the Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. Like and everything you come you expect from a Christopher Nolan movie you're gonna get yeah. In truckloads. Yes. Um. Action, mind-boggling ideas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Trust me,
2: if you think you know what this movie's about, you yeah. don't. No, you have no idea. You have no idea what this movie's no. about.
1: I watched all, all of the trailers except for the most recent one, and it's just like, what? This wasn't even at all what I was thinking. No. Um, well, uh, great acting, I think. Yeah. It was really, really well acted. I love uh, John David Washington. Everything, the single thing I see him in now more and more, I'm like, okay. He's, yeah. He's legit. Yeah. He's not just he's not just Denzel's son. He's a legit <laughs> actor. And then Robert Pattinson, dude, like dude, he's, he's on killing a roll. He's dude, and it makes me super pumped for the Batman. Yeah. But I saw him in the Lighthouse last year, and mm-hmm. now this, and it's just like, what in the world is? like I don't know he just yeah. just stepped it up taking it to another level came out of nowhere man and came out of yeah like who would have known the dude from twilight <laughs> yeah. is actually a good actor yeah yeah it's pretty crazy
2: um i would say character wise this movie probably sits somewhere in between dunkirk and uh inception as far as like character development yeah, yeah yeah where dunkirk has zero uh inception has some yeah this kind of fits in the middle there uh but again Nolan doesn't really ever seem to care about that kind of stuff. Right. Like, this is not a movie that you're going to, so you can be like, "Oh, I love the main character." You're like, you're mm-hmm. going to see how they
1: do all the backwards things. <laughs> yeah, honestly, for all of his movies, Inception has the most. Like, with cause, and only because it serves the plot with like Mal and mm-hmm. like having. Well, but like, Interstellar exploring. that was a no, pretty deep. I guess that's true. That's
2: I feel true. like Interstellar is his most emotional film. Oh, agreed. Yeah. I cry
1: at that almost every time I watch yeah. it. Yeah, Yeah.
2: this is not that.
1: No, no.
2: This is definitely more plot action. The thing I was looking
1: up afterwards, I was trying to figure out how many of the effects, like the special effects were real. Yeah. Like almost all of them were real.
2: Oh, yeah, this has one of the lowest VFX counts (laughs) in like the last two decades.
1: Some article I was reading, or no, maybe it was just IMDb. I don't know, anyway, whatever it was, it was just like, this has less VFX shots than most romantic comedies. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
2: yes. (laughs) That's the stat I heard too. yeah. (laughs) Should I believe it, man? Like some of those fight scenes, like it's both mind blowing, but also kind of like so real at the same time. Like, I mean, it reminds me of like the the hallway fight in Inception, where you're like, I know they're doing this practically, right? But it still looks how. cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, and even once you understand how they they're doing that fight scene in Inception, you're like, you still like you don't think about it whenever you're watching it. Right. Like, I guess if you really think hard about it, you're like, oh, this is just a big tube yeah. spinning. Yeah. But like, it just like you don't. You don't register it like that, right? Um, I still like. I can't wait for some of the special features to see how they do some of the action and fights mm-hmm. in this movie. Like some of it just like does not make sense. How yeah. in the world you would even do it? Yeah. But um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's gonna be nuts. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a film you're gonna want to see multiple times. Oh yeah. And you're, like gonna you wanna to. you're gonna want to pick apart.
2: You're gonna want to get your friends together, talk about. You know, d- not so much like what the film means, but just what is happening. Mm-hmm. It is a very uh thick I don't I don't know what the word is, like it's like molasses for your brain.
1: <laughs> yeah. It takes uh, a lot of thinking. Yeah. It just takes a lot of brain power just to even figure out like what in the world are we even talking about here? Yeah. And like and why and why does it work the way it works? And is that right? Yeah. And, you know, all the things. Yeah. Um cool. I feel like we've explored the. uh, Oh, interesting note in this part. Hans Zimmer did not do the score. I think the score was great.
2: It was yeah. It was different. It was a little more a little more electronic than Nolan's usual stuff. Um,
1: Um, Hans uh, turned him down for the first time ever. Yeah, (laughs) and because he wanted to do Dune. Yeah, the Dune soundtrack, which looks amazing. Yeah, I'll preview for that. Um, and so this guy was somebody that Hans had worked with in the past, and so he recommended him. I thought I I can't forget his name, but
2: It's Ludwig Goranson. He's the guy who did uh, The Mandalorian. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, I I think I need to watch it again. Like, there weren't, like, you know, you leave Inception, and you remember the bomb, bomb. Yeah. You know, like, and then, you know, the Batman soundtrack. Like, you remember that. I don't, like, remember any of the themes really right now, but I feel like if I watched it again a couple times, I probably would.
2: Yeah, I was interested to see how the the music played into the actual plot device of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we know from the trailers that this deals with like time reversal and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. and I noticed that there were parts of the score that would go backwards. Right. But I'm like, are there clues there? Are there things yeah. to like see where it's like, oh, the music's going backward here. Does that mean something? Like, yeah, yeah that's another thing I want to pay attention <sighs> to the second time I see I mean, it. There's gonna be a
1: lot, of, a lot more stuff like that. Like yeah. the second time, like, even just visually. Yeah. Um. Cool. All yeah. right, so we will say go see it.
2: I say go see it unless you really care about yeah. audio. This is just going to frustrate then, you. Yeah, then do not. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, all right, <clears throat> well, we're going to spoil this movie. Okay. So the spoiler countdown is, clock is counting down. And uh, we're going to spoil it in uh, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Uh, it's
2: th- this future terrorism. <laughs> Terrorist terrorists from the future. I don't know. There's nothing really spoilery, like shockingly spoilery. It's it's a very much a slow burn as far as you figuring out what this movie's about. Right. Uh, but I think the the biggest thing that you kinda get slapped in the face with is that this is not just a time travel movie. It's more of a a physics movie. It's yes. not so much about like time travel as it is about like how Particles react
1: to physics. Yeah, it's like what happens to you if you do time travel,
2: right? And it's like, <clears throat> like one of the things that they do to kind of help you get your mind in the right place is they they use this bullet
1: mm-hmm.
2: as as kind of like a, a an example, like a visual aid for this guy, so that he can understand how this works. And the lady sets a, an inverted bullet down and then a normal bullet, and she says. Uh, you can you can call the bullet to your hand, and so he puts his hand over and tries to like Harry Potter it into his hand, and she's <laughs> like, no. In order for it to go backwards into your hand, you have to drop it first. You have to have dropped it. Yeah, you have to have dropped it, and so <laughs> it, like, it requires uh-huh. you to then your brain to then understand uh-huh. what the uh, what the possibilities of the future are uh-huh. in order for you to then call that thing into action. So it deals a lot with like this quantum mechanics of like uh setting things into motion that haven't happened yet
1: but doing it in reverse so, yeah <laughs> dude and like so and that's the crazy thing with this movie like that's just like the first layer yeah and and so like and I thought that they were going to play a lot play around with that a lot more where they would like kind of like jedi things into their hands yeah. and stuff like that and like that would be like the thing yeah not even the thing they don't even really do that 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 often they no. do it, you see them do it a couple times like when they're training, yeah, like they're at the very end, you know like whenever you see like Robert Pattinson like suck this gun up into his hand or something mm-hmm. like that, but like other than those like little things, that's not even the thing that they <laughs> concentrate right. on, and they move on into like these huge concepts where it's like you know we're talking about the grandfather paradox and like yeah, how what happens like. Free will and how free will happens if this if you already know the what the future is, and like yeah, all this crazy stuff that you're like, I cannot believe <laughs> we're talking about this in this movie,
2: yeah, and basically like think of think of like a lot of people have been I think Nolan himself compared this movie to like a James Bond film, yeah, and so it's like imagine. Like an espionage thing, like theme, but the only way you're getting your intel is because you've traveled through time. Mm-hmm. Uh and and so it's it's like, how how are you executing your mission based on what you know because you've already come from the future and watched it happen in reverse? Mm-hmm. And so now you're gonna live through it. And like it's just all those things. It's like there's so many moments where I'm just I'm playing the scene back in my head and going, Okay, so then that happened, then this happened. So that means this had to have happened first before that happened. And so when that bullet hit that thing, that's why that was broken before. Like, so you're trying to like piece it together, which is the whole like that. That's the whole Nolan thing there is where you're trying to reorder it in the way that makes sense, you know? Right. And
1: that's the thing that I'm like, I don't even, like, I wanna, it's it's, it's like memento, but on like a whole different level. Yeah. Where like if a memento was happening all at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's um
2: <clears throat> it's a very interesting concept but also equally frustrating for me because I felt like uh it's like when somebody kind of like introduces you to this like new way of thinking around like time travel or something like oh that's a cool way to think about it mm-hmm. but then they don't stop talking about it mm-hmm. and then before you know it you're like 2 hours deep into a discussion about quantum mechanics and Grandfather theories, and you're like, whoa, I hold on. I just found out what time <laughs> travel is. Can we stop for a second and right. just like I here's here's one of my like kind of biggest critiques of this film is I kind of feel like Nolan like overindulged a bit mm. in how he like in how I don't know if convoluted is the right word, but just how twisty he wanted to make this mm. and how like thick he wanted to make this kind of concept of like inverted objects in time and stuff like that. <clears throat> I was talking to my wife about it afterwards, just trying to process the movie. And I was like, I don't like, I enjoy a good film that like challenges the way you think about things like the matrix or even inception. Mm-hmm. I, I love movies like that and I can appreciate that, but I felt so exhausted by the end of this film Mm. that like, it came to a point where I wasn't having fun anymore because I couldn't keep up. Yeah. And part of, part of that was the sound and it was frustrating not being able to hear the plot, but like at the same time, it
1: just felt like this thing was taking off without me. And I'm like, I, I'm lost, man. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> the other piece to that that I think plays into it, at least for me, because I kind of felt some of that too, for sure. Until like the I felt like honestly the third act made more sense to me than anything because I think at that point I was done trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I just like let it flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but like to me, it was the pacing early on that felt f- real fast. Yeah, like I still don't understand the whole
2: plot line about the painting. Like the whole reason that they.
1: Yeah, like, so, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't remember, that's the thing, you don't know, like, where, the where why, I understand what the painting was, where he was like, it was counterfeit, and she, and she sold it to him, and so he was holding that over her head, because she could lose her job and position, and, and okay. her place in society, if everyone knew that she sold a counterfeit, and, and, and appraised a counterfeit painting. Okay. But I don't know how, like, how did, uh. How did they? How did like John David Washington's character, like the guy he was talking to? How did they know that? See, is the thing that moves so fast. I don't even remember people's names, but like, yeah. how did, um, how did they know that? And you think about like if this was really a James Bond film, or even let's go back to Inception. Inception was basically a caper, you yeah, know, movie. And so you have the like you you get the team together, you talk about the plan, and, but like there was none of that setup kind of stuff in this. Um, in the same way that you would in a James Bond film, usually James Bond starts off with some kind of crazy scene up front, and like something happens, but then it slows down for a second where you kind of like, okay, I'm establishing this is the setup for what we're doing and why. Mm-hmm. You don't, you kind of get that with that, that like boat ride to that yeah. buoy place, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, that's the only setup you get, yeah. And then from that on, then on, it's like nonstop. We're just going throwing information at you the whole way. Yeah, and I I felt like it was moving too fast for me to try to keep up with it.
2: Yeah, even the introduction of
1: Robert Pattinson's character was confusing to me. Yeah, like how did why did he go? Why, I don't even remember how he why did he meet him? Why how did I don't he know. go there? Yeah, it
2: reminds me of uh, uh, in Inception. Uh, who's the guy who played Bane? What's his name? Oh, um, uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy's character in Inception. Yeah, just like shows up. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's it was that kind of feel where just like this guy just shows up and yeah. they somehow they're working together now. Well, and, and maybe
1: we're missing lines because like in that I think they throw one line in there where they used they worked together at some point or something okay. like that. You know, DiCaprio's character and Tom Hardy's character. Yeah. So maybe we're just like we didn't hear the <laughs> yeah the pieces that made sense. I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's terrible there's so
2: many things and even in some of the videos I watched they're like apparently the the guy that was in the beginning of the film the guy that shot the inverted bullet was Robert Pat- Pattinson's Robert Pattinson's character what? how are we supposed to know that? because of the red thread that was on his backpack
1: apparently there was a shot of that I do remember that but I didn't know where it was from because at the very end I was like that's Robert Pattinson's character but I didn't remember that that was where I saw that 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 red
2: yeah, I didn't catch String. that
1: at all. So, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so what was he doing there? I don't I'm Getting I, that I, piece? I, that ninth piece or whatever? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what this film's about. Yeah, I
2: don't know how that's, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and this is you know, and the reason we, I, I mentioned this before we started recording is like this review has to be. It's, it's, this is like after our first viewing, kind of a review. Yeah. like this is not a we understand everything kind of a review. No, this is like we just literally saw this <clears throat> and are still trying to figure it out kind yeah. of review. That's that's crazy. Like I, I not, but and I love that. So the things that I love, like was whenever at the end it starts tying back together and you realize because I real I, I I knew it like right before. Um, They go into that airplane. I'm like, that's that was them. That's why Robert Pattinson's character was so freaked out whenever he took off that guy's mask. Although I thought he killed him, so I was like, he's gonna kill him or something. Um, But the fact that they met themselves multiple times, yeah, looped back on themselves was wild. Yeah. And and it makes me, I want to go back and watch it again. Did they, when they went through time the first time, did they even realize that that was them? Like Robert Pattinson's character did. Like well, I don't ca- think Robert Patton's character knew until he saw him with his mask off, right? In in the hallway, right. But what about like the car chase when when John David Washington's character he he made eye contact with himself, right?
2: On his way back, he before did before
1: he yeah, but but he didn't recognize him on the way on the way there,
2: right? I don't okay. think so.
1: Like he threw because is that is that not why he threw the the piece at himself? See, that's why
2: I don't know, man. Like that's another scene where I have to go back and watch it. It's like Nolan doesn't give you the opportunity to then piece it together after you watch it. You have to go back and watch it again to be like, okay, now I'm going to watch it with the context of the third person in this fight is John David Washington's character, which apparently his name is just the protagonist.
1: He doesn't have a name in the film. That's why I can't remember his name. Yeah. Mm. So, like that, and that's different from something like Inception because in Inception he's very, very like obvious with what he's doing. Like yeah. he gives you those flashbacks constantly. Yep. And he's very like, this is what Mal wants. This is what she's doing. Mm-hmm. This is why. Like he's very, very like, wait here, I'm gonna wave the flags. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Yeah. And it still blows your mind. Yeah. Even though he's real obvious with it. This is just like not obvious at all. No. It's like
2: by the end of the movie, he's like you're gonna go back and watch this again because I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna tell you what you just watched. You're gonna to have to go back now with everything you know, and reassess the
1: entire film. Yeah. <clears throat> the like the pieces that I and I, I again I, maybe we missed it and that's the, the the baffling thing to me It's like there's just like there's these huge plot holes that I don't understand that like maybe we just need to go back and watch it again. But like I don't understand why like whenever they I under I know why they went back into. And, and became inverted to save her life Because she got shot by an inverted bullet Because in real life Sorry, in her When she was over there mm-hmm. She got shot by a forward bullet And uh-huh. then so like Instead of healing on this side She would die Her body would like Kill her
2: uh-huh.
1: um, And so She needed to go over there to heal Enough To come back To this side But why Why couldn't they just sit in that room? Why did they have to go back through another machine Halfway across the world? Why couldn't they just come back through that machine?
2: Maybe the machines only go one way.
1: Uh that's a good question. Okay, but if that's the case, then what, how did how was Robert Pattinson's character going to go back through? Was he just going to loop back on himself? Like,
2: I don't know. There
1: at the end, he's going to go go through. You can go one way, but it just, does it just continuously invert you? Invert you? Invert you?
2: I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm not sure. It's again. It's like I, I'm already starting to forget how things played out, and so yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna have to see it again <laughs> and try to figure it out. I mean, I'm not gonna see it in theaters again because I don't want to go through that. But like, yeah, once it comes out on video, I'm gonna have to watch it again and oh, try yeah. to like really map this
1: thing out. I'm probably gonna love this movie.
2: Oh yeah, I probably will too. I just, I think right now, like the the two big things are the audio mix mm-hmm. is a huge barrier to entry, uh, and just the the idea that like this is the this is the least accessible. I mean probably other than Memento I feel like this is one of the, his least accessible movies. Yeah. Like this is not something you want to go to on like a, a first date or something. No. Like <laughs> you guys are not going to learn anything about each other cuz you're just going to be talking about <laughs> what the crap you just watched. Yeah. It is it is such a a non-mainstream film with a mainstream budget.
1: Yeah. Um even the some of the themes I want to go back through and explore because I know he's saying something by some of it like yeah you know the thing that was I think the most obvious was um whenever uh I don't remember her name the 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 wife of mm-hmm. the terrorist guy yeah like whenever she explains like when I saw that woman jump off the boat I wanted to be her because she was yeah. so free yeah and then it you know once you loop back around it's like oh it was her mm-hmm. jumping off the boat yeah and she is free yeah because she makes a choice to be. And it's just like okay, that's cool. Yeah, um, I'm sure there are other things in there like that that are saying things about these characters that I just don't understand right now.
2: Yeah, I'm sure there's a huge. I mean, the conversation that they have in the boat. I don't know if it's on a boat. I feel. I feel like that scene where they're talking about the grandfather paradox started on a boat and then ended in a in a trailer or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: something. I've, I don't. Because then remember. they
2: they show up at the airport. Yeah. I'm Like I thought they were in a boat. I'm just confused. Um, but that whole conversation about the grandfather paradox and all that kind of stuff and multiple universes, like are they creating branching universes Mm -hmm. or are they stuck in some time loop? Mm -hmm. Like how is that actually playing out? I feel like this film probably has some kind of overarching kind of message about free will Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, how much control do you have over your life and that kind of, are you willing to take control over your life? And,
1: well, because he's uh, what does she say, or somebody says something about like you in the moment, basically in the moment you still have free will because
2: mm-hmm.
1: you still have to choose to do it. Yeah, but then like at the end, you know Robert Pattinson's character, he's like he's like he says something like, "Was that you?" He's like, well, "Apparently it was," or something like that. Like it was apparently he said, "Do you, you have to go back in?" He's like, "Well, apparently I do." Yeah, and it's like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I mean, you have to. So I mean, I mean, I guess for it to play out the way it did, but like if you didn't go, then. It wouldn't have you wouldn't be standing here right now because it wouldn't have played out the way it did. It was just like that's crazy. Yeah. Um,
2: I feel like I need I need an audio commentary of this film with somebody just explaining it to me as I'm watching it. (laughs) Like Nolan just be like, okay, in this scene, what's happening is like that's what I need. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is this the first Nolan movie that that he hasn't co-written with Jonathan? Oh, I don't know. This was just him. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if Inception was or wasn't him and yeah. Jonathan. I, don't, I mean, because Jonathan did all the black, the, the Black Night, the Dark Knight movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to know that. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. So the last piece in terms of the plot that I wanted to talk about was like these descendants of ours that are supposedly sending all this stuff back in time, mm-hmm. which I still don't understand how that's happening. Yeah. Or why? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't get it. It's
2: very obtuse and kind of like, and they almost like make a point of like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's kind of like the, it it reminded me of Interstellar where they're like, generations from now, humans will create a wormhole that will allow us to save ourselves so that we can create a wormhole to save ourselves. Right. So that we can create a wormhole. Like, (laughs) that's like, it's kind of this thing where you're just like, okay, I guess we need something to get this plot going. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't think there's much to think about there other than,
1: I mean, there was that one comment by the guy like on the boat or something. He says something like, you know, like why would they do this or something like that? And he says something like, because all the oceans dried up and something else I couldn't understand. But, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, and I don't even understand how, you know, like, because, because in those rules that they, I think they're setting up is like, well, if they were going to try to destroy us, then they were always trying to destroy us.
2: Hmm. <laughs> yeah. This thing about like time travel is like, <laughs> like if you can time travel, then it doesn't matter when you exist because you can exist whenever. Right. So like, why, like why now? Why is it happening now?
1: So maybe maybe he's making some kind of point of like if we know the future, quote unquote, oceans dry up. Yeah. If we already know the future, then we need to stop ourselves now because otherwise we're just going to want to do it later. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. Um. And then the other thing, I, like, it's just like I didn't really understand how that algorithm worked. Like those pieces that they all put together. How does that even? What are they trying to blow it up? I don't know. They were shoving it down this tube that I didn't yeah. understand where it went to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
2: it. it to, that's such a Nolan thing, too. Like, when they have, like, the briefcase in Inception, you're like, so how are they making them dream? It right. doesn't matter. Yeah. They have the briefcase, they push a button, you it's, fall asleep. chemicals. Yeah. I feel like it was the, that similar thing where it's just like, yeah. you know, kind of like in Mission Impossible 3, they have the, the, the rabbit's foot or whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, well, what is it? It's like it doesn't yeah. matter.
1: What well, it kind of reminds, honestly, this is a weird, like, um, this weird relationship, I guess, or comparison. It honestly makes me think about Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where they're like, they're just doing all this random stuff to appease this crazy god, I guess. Yeah. Then that's what it felt like this terrorist was doing, doing yeah. all this crazy stuff to appease these, like. Eventual descendants of ours, uh-huh. and he's going to destroy the world in the process. Yeah, that's the other crazy thing. Because if he destroyed the world in the process of doing that, then there would be no descendants to send it back. You know, like to cause us to do right. that. It's grandfather
2: paradox, man. Grandfather.
1: Paradox. <laughs> <laughs> so weird, dude. Um, they definitely left it open for sequels. They did, yeah. Where he's like, we got up to some some shenanigans, which yeah. I love. I loved that. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'd watch another one of these. Yeah, they I think so. Have a better sound mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Nolan, it's, it's, I think it's, it's really interesting and it's almost bizarre his like obsession with time. Yeah. Like it's like to the extent where you're like, are you okay, dude? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, every one of your movies yeah how much ayahuasca have you taken in the last year like (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like i don't i don't even know what to what to think about a lot of this and you're just like dwelling on it for years yeah i don't know i mean other than like
2: batman trilogy i feel like every single one of his films has dealt with it yeah in some way
1: yeah memento definitely the prestige definitely um uh, Inception 100%. percent mm-hmm.
2: Um Interstellar 100%.
1: Uh and like I don't think Dunkirk didn't use it as its it's
2: uh theme but it was a plot device. Yes.
1: It still played into your perception of it. Yeah. As you viewed it. Yeah. Um and then this one is just like what in the world? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where he goes from here. I don't either, He's do. just going to make a rom-com, dude. It's going to
2: be like Jack Black and, and Andy Samberg. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm I'm
1: 100% down for yeah. that. <laughs> oh, man. Well,
2: there there was rumors that he's going to remake Memento. What? Yeah.
1: Why? I don't How? know.
2: I don't know. Really? That's, I had heard rumors about
1: that. Holy moly. That's seems... Totally word of mouth, but, you know. Okay, all right, well, whatever. We're a rumor podcast now. so Why don't you just do a sequel to Memento? I don't... Doesn't he die at the end of Memento? I mean, I don't know. I mean, just like a... Yeah, but you wouldn't have... I mean, just like a... A different story, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel like... I feel like Tenet is his most Memento-like... Oh, totally. ...film. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> 'Cause I still don't understand Memento either and I've seen that film multiple times.
1: Yeah. But all right. Well (laughs) (laughs) we wanna rate this thing? Yeah, let's let's rate it. Um it's, it's such a hard movie to rate, dude. Let's do like let's like an IGN uh, in progress in progress review. Okay, we're gonna come back after we watch this a few times. Yeah, and re review this. Yeah, we should do like a home video release review. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So for now, uh, this is gonna be weird though. I'm just gonna say this is like a seven point five for me. I was gonna give it like a six because I don't really understand it right now. Yeah.
2: This with the sound mix being as bad as it was. And just like the convolutedness of the entire plot, I was like, "I'm
1: for sure not going to see this again in theaters." Like, mm. I'll probably I want to s- the situation. Well, I probably will. I want to go see see if oh, I'm waiting for our friend uh, Hanny. Yeah, he's been on the podcast to tell me whether or not it's in 70 millimeter up at uh, up in Nashville. Okay, and if it is, I'm going to go see it in 70 millimeter just cause, yeah. like I want to. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I probably won't see it in theaters <laughs> yeah. again.
2: <laughs> yeah I this is the first Nolan film where I'm like I had a very like negative reaction to mm. uh well other than Memento the first time I saw that but I, like yeah
1: I mean, I mean honestly I think most of it was the freaking mix man yeah. like because like that whole third act and I, maybe it's just because there's not not much exposition in that third act yeah I loved yeah and like I got to the end I'm like yes this yeah. is awesome yeah. Um was everything leading up to that. I don't know. I'm probably going to go back even if there is not I've got to figure this out. <laughs> like yeah. I'm going to figure it out now. <laughs> like I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll get like some like I don't know, like frequency blocking earplugs yeah. to like like so I can hear what's actually happening. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, so
2: we'll see. We'll come back to it yeah. when it releases on video and and try to give a more uh, big brain review,
1: comprehensive review, <laughs> yeah. informed review. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, I don't know what we'll talk about next week, but, uh, we'll be here. You can find us online at standtargetpodcast.com on social at ChrisWright250. And Fultron84. And I think it's at, what was John's? At, at John Wright 777 Yeah. All right. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please go, uh, Tell your, wait, go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.